In the Mountain West, we take the lead. We show heart and grit and have the vision to be leaders in everything we do. We don't wait for opportunities. We create our own. Today is our day, and we will take the lead. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another Soccer Edition episode of the Mountain West Podcast, Taking the Lead. On this episode, I sit down with Utah State women's soccer head coach Manny Martins, who's entering his third season with the Aggies. Last year, Utah State advanced to the Mountain West Tournament in back-to-back seasons for the first time since the 2013-2014 seasons. All right. Well, I'm joined now by Utah State women's soccer head coach, Manny Martins. Coach, thanks so much for joining me on Taking the Lead. I mean, I was just telling you, it's Utah State Week. We had Rob Nielsen on yesterday talking volleyball. Now we get to talk Utah State soccer. It's a great week. Well, I, I feel the pressure. Follow Rob. You know, I, I have to be on my, my A game. All right, coach. Well, I'll ask you some questions. We'll just set you up. We'll see if you're on your A game today. Let's see it. Well, let's dive right into the team this year. Uh, picked fifth in the Mountain West preseason poll, but but this is a really experienced group that's back. I feel like it's a good mesh of newcomers and experience. Um, so some notable names returning, Kelsey Kafusi, De'Ara Walton, Alex Day, so many familiar faces. What areas have you seen them grow the most this offseason? Well, maturity and leadership. Um, you know, we can definitely feel the difference um, just uh, – uh, obviously, that first game, and even the last game, obviously the result wasn't what we wanted. But uh, but even going back and watching, there's certain things we see that uh, it's definitely an evolution from from previous years. Um, but particularly in how how preseason went, as far as taking care of the details, you know, the culture, how they led the culture. We've talked a lot about um, you know having a, a team that's coach guided but player led, and they're doing a fantastic job of taking that and running with it. Yeah. How does that help you as, you know, you're gearing up for preseason and gearing up for the season. And instead of you having to create this culture, there's women who are able to, to kind of take the lead on that. And and you just can kind of sit back and, and and foster it, but, but look and be really proud about what you've created. Yeah, no, 100%. I wouldn't even say I've created, I think. And that's the beauty of it is they, they are creating it. And, um, we always talk about culture as something that uh, that we have to constantly work on. It there's no finish line. We don't arrive at culture, and it's done. It's a it's an ever changing uh, component of the group. Um, and then I mean, having a group that takes the lead in creating and promoting it and protecting it, it just makes it that much more of an authentic and genuine environment. Uh, and for me, I don't even actually really get to sit back. I, I get to I feel the pressure to make sure that I live up to the demands of our culture as you know, myself and as a staff. We have, we have to to meet their standards now. And it's awesome. Well, as I mentioned before, there's also quite a new a few new faces, 11 newcomers, 10 freshmen and one transfer. What do we need to know about this new group of Aggies? Well, they're, I mean, they're the right mix of, uh, of talent, energy, athleticism. Um, and, uh, you know, I feel like they, they're the right group to come in and help us take another step forward in our, in our journey here. Um, we have some, some kids that have hit the ground running, uh, particularly some that came in uh, in January and have adapted through the spring and, uh, you know, started the season already on the front foot, but we have others that arrived and over the last few weeks have made a lot of progress and are already contributing. So 
I feel like because of it, we have a lot more depth than we've had than we've had before. That's awesome. Well, you also made some changes to your coaching staff. One of the all-time greats to step foot on the field in Logan, Utah, Ashley Cardozo, is back with the Aggies as an assistant coach. One, how big of a pickup was that for you to add to your coaching staff? But two, how did the team react? I'd love to hear how that all came about. Well, it's a, it's a great addition to I can't even describe it how great it is because obviously, for one, you know, Ashley is an Aggie. So so this is more than just a job. She's so invested and it means so much to her. Um, and then for us, <coughs> being able to um, to have someone on the ground that uh, that has done some special things here, who now is a mentor for our current players, um, you know, who's, who's a, a great soccer brain, and uh, you know, obviously she's growing in in the in her career as a coach, but she already brings so much to the table from her natural feel and understanding of the game. So it's been great. And then if you know Ashley, she's got a magnetic personality. So so as far as the culture and off the field, um, you know, she's grown up, and so now she's she's also contributing a lot in that aspect of being able to. To, to teach from lessons she learned along the way. I'm curious, how did you tell the team? Like, did you, did you plan some reveal? Did she like come out through a door? Like how, like, <laughs> can you give me some insight? Because I, I got to imagine you had some ideas probably up your sleeve on how to announce this to the team. Well, unfortunately we didn't get to, to make it such a, you know, such a, f- a fanfare because, mm-hmm. uh, you know the NCAA just recently allowed us to have uh, a fourth coach, but uh, but prior to that, Ashley actually joined us originally as a director of ops through the spring, um, and everyone was super excited about that. Um, so so once we transitioned to uh, you know to the the assistant coach, the excitement uh, was through the roof. But it happened at a time where the team's not here, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So so we didn't get to to do something special other than than. Uh, them on social media. Well, such a big addition to your staff. Another addition to your staff, Michelle Dalton, former professional goalkeeper who played at Wisconsin, Big Ten Goalkeeper of the Year in 2011, also played in Iceland's top division and in the NWSL, obviously in the U.S. The extensive knowledge that she brings from her playing experience, how has she gelled with this group, especially the goalkeepers? Well, you know, Michelle has hit the ground running. I mean, she literally has been here for three weeks. So she she, she arrived the day before we started um, and uh, and has been a great addition. She, you know, to your point, her her experience is invaluable because our, our student athletes goal is to not only to be successful here, but uh, but to go on and uh, and play beyond uh, beyond the college fields. And Michelle has done both. Right. She was successful at the collegiate level, went on to play professionally. Uh, and then she she also brings a little bit of life experience, having traveled the world and having been in those environments. She grew as an athlete and as a coach, but also as a person. Um, and I and I joke that, uh, you know, in the, in the past, the average age for, for my staff was like 25. And I, I was offsetting the average pretty badly. And Michelle now is is the bridge between me and the staff. So that helps as well. I'm sure you're happy about that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, your season kicked off last Thursday. And I mean, boy, did the Aggies come out firing on all cylinders against Weber State. You had the highest scoring season opener in program history, beating them five to one. 
Marking the first opening day win since 2017, what impressed you the most from your group about the win over Weber State? Because it wasn't just a simple one nothing win. I mean, you guys dominated in all facets. Yeah, no, I I was impressed at uh, at the depth, the energy. Obviously, there's you know when when you have such a big win, it's easy to overlook the things that didn't go so well. So there's plenty for us to work on. But to me, that was the great part was that to be able to to put on such a performance and uh, and have such a contribution from, I mean, three goals came from freshmen, uh, three goals came from uh, game changers, players that didn't start the game, uh, you know. So so to me, that's exciting because it just shows depth and uh, and, a, and a great starting point. Uh, but it was also great to be able to to go back and look and see that you know, as, as great as a result that was, there's still so much that we can grow and get better at. So, so it was fun. It was fun, but, uh, time to get back to work. Yeah. You mentioned the freshman who made an impact in that game. Um, welcome to Logan summer diamond. I mean, Holy cow. What a, what a season opener for her and first game as an Aggie first Aggie in program history to register a brace in a season opener. So Welcome to it. Uh, was that the type of start and impact that you expected her to make? Well, I, you know, I, if I'm honest, I can say that I expected that for game one. <laughs> uh, but I expect that summer, when it's all said and done, she's she's going to live leave a, a great legacy here. And uh, and as, as talented she is, and as great of a competitor as she is, what impresses me the most about her is the humility and the, and the blue collar attitude that she has. Uh, she's always looking to learn. She's always wants to do extra work, um, and uh, and and has a lot of humility. You know, th- th- having such a great performance is not something that changes uh, her attitude. So, so yeah, really excited as to what the future will bring with her. Yeah, I mean, I got to imagine you saw some glimpses of what she's capable of during the preseason and when you recruited her. So, I'm sure for you, it's exciting to see that all come to fruition. Uh, at the collegiate level, but I mean, she was named Mountain West Freshman of the Week. I mean, what a great week for Summer Diamond. Um, then on Sunday, you guys played St. Louis Slew. Um, what ended up in a loss, but what did you take away from that game? Because they are a top-ranked team in the country. Well, I mean, what I was most proud of, uh, of was one. We, you know, if if you watched the game, you know, it was a toe-to-toe game. We lost it on two set pieces. Um, I was also proud of how we bounced back. I didn't think we played with uh, with our typical energy and uh, and assertiveness in the first half, and uh, we we looked a lot better in the second half. Um, and then the other takeaways is I, I believe you, you need some adversity. You need you need games like that against good teams where one you you get an understanding of of how good you may be, but also what are the areas you need to work on. And uh, and it definitely took plenty that we can work on to continue to get better. And it was only game two. So it was great timing to, to learn those things. Definitely. Well, you've got a monster weekend ahead with a matchup against Utah at home on Thursday and then at Texas tech on Sunday. What's the message specifically for the Utah game about maybe managing some emotions with it being an in-state game. And I've got to imagine there's going to be a great crowd uh, at the field on Thursday. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, our group has done a, a pretty good job of um, of managing the emotional component of games. Um, I think the the big the biggest piece is we just got to remember who we are, and we we're all about our identity, 
and um, you know, and making sure that that's what we bring forth. You know, the details of uh, of the opponents or who we're playing. You know, in the end, it doesn't matter. It matters from you know what the outcomes will bring in in terms of uh, you know RPI and all that. But but in the end, it's eleven players versus eleven players on the field, and the only thing we can control is what we bring. To and um, and so that's the only thing we want to continue to remind our players is what we've been working on. Let's bring it, that out to the field and uh, everything else will follow where it needs to be. I want to follow up on that because I, talking with a couple of the coaches in the Mountain West, one of the things I've noticed now is everyone is talking about, I mean, you can scout a team, but but we have to play to our style and how we want to play and, and play to our identity, right? Like you mentioned. Is that something that you've seen shift over the years in soccer, because I feel like growing up playing soccer, it was always, okay, there's this one player on the team. You got to mark her, you know, and, and go from there. Is that some, is that a shift that you've seen in soccer over the cup of the last couple of years? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I I'm starting to see that becoming, I wouldn't say the norm yet. Uh, but I think there's, there are more and more coaches realizing that, uh, that all we can control is us. Um, and the more energy we put into that, I think the better position we put ourselves into potentially being successful. Uh, but I'm seeing more of that now. We, you know, that is our philosophy as well. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's helped us be in, in, in good positions to compete over the last couple of years. Yeah. Well, you also get Texas Tech, a big 12 team on Sunday. Uh, they drew with New Mexico last week. So what sort of matchup are you anticipating in that one? Oh gosh, they! Uh, I, I'm expecting a, a great matchup, right? No different than uh, than we're expecting from Utah or or even uh, SLU from the standpoint of the intensity, energy, physicality of the game. Um, now, obviously, all three teams have uh, all four teams, you know, from the two we've played and the two we're about to play, have different identities in terms of maybe playing style and strengths and tendencies, uh, but in the end. You know, we've scheduled teams that are, are you know, strong competitors, teams with a history of success and uh, teams that I know are going to challenges because that's what we want. Well, we're about a month out from the start of conference action. What were your first impressions as you looked around the league uh, at the results after the first weekend of action? Well, you know, it, it looks like, like some of the usual suspects uh, are – where we'd expect them to be. I mean, I think San Diego State's going to be very strong. Uh, Heather always has New Mexico ready to compete and uh, and, uh, and and be well. Obviously, they've I believe they're graduating some important players, but uh, she always finds a way to to put together a very competitive program. But I'm also seeing that you know the teams that uh, that won our conference last year, like Wyoming and San Jose, they're competing against, uh, you know, I mean, San Jose had a real close game with, uh, I believe, Santa Clara. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting that once again, there's going to be a lot of parity in our conference and it's probably going to come down to the last couple of weekends to figure out who's in and who's out. And that's fun. Well, we are finally to the last segment, the final third, a few fun questions for you. So let's get to it. Okay. Um, First question, I asked Coach Nielsen this the other day. Crumble cookie began in Logan, Utah. So what is your favorite flavor of crumble cookie? Banana cream pie all the way. You're my kind of you're my kind of person, coach. I love that cookie. It's so good. 
So what is your juggling record? Oh, my juggling record. Gosh. You know, if, if, if you hold me to it right now, it probably won't come even close to it. I just had hip replacement surgery just a little bit over three months ago, but uh, it was, I believe it was somewhere over 1500, but it, I mean, I haven't juggled for a record since, since I was much, much younger, at least a few weeks ago. 1500. Wow. That's pretty impressive. That I was not expecting that number. I really don't know what number I was expecting, but that's a lot. Yeah, but it probably was a bit of the, uh, some people would qualify that maybe as cheating because I juggle really low, really oh. low. It's like really- barely off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I haven't juggled in years now as far as juggling for a record, but over 1,500, yeah. All right. Impressive. Um, Okay. So I've heard that you are fluent in four different languages, Portuguese, Spanish, English, and Criollo. How do you say go Aggies in each? Oh, uh, vamos Aggies. That's in Portuguese. Um, Obviously in English, go Aggies. In Spanish, (laughs) vamos Aggies. And in Criollo, coseco tabay Aggies. There we go. There we go. That's pretty cool. Um, what is your go-to music pregame? Oh, gosh. Um, my go-to music in general is uh, any any Bob Marley. Any Bob Marley. But sometimes, you know, to get a little bit more amped up, maybe some, uh, some of the new, uh, like, reggaeton. Okay. Okay. I like it. Um, all right. Last one for you. Favorite city you've ever traveled to and why? Favorite city I've ever traveled to in wine. Well, I can tell you my my favorite area in the world is Algarve in the south of Portugal. I actually lived there for a couple of years before coming to the U.S. Um, and it's just it's a beautiful place. The climate's great. It is a vacation destination. So when you're there, summer months, you have people from all over the world. So, so as far as culture, it's amazing. Great food. Uh, and, uh, and the Portuguese people, I'm biased, but Portuguese people are typically very welcoming. Um, so I'm going to say Algarve. There's a lot of other great cities that I've been to, but Algarve is my favorite place. Well, that's awesome. Well, coach, that's a wrap on this episode of Taking the Lead. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today and good luck this weekend as you go take on Utah and Texas Tech. Thank you, Bridget. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. That's Utah State women's soccer head coach, Fanny Martins. The 2023 Mountain West women's soccer season is officially underway. To watch games this fall, head on over to the MW.com or download the Mountain West app. Join us next week for more episodes of Taking the Lead, available on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. 